Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Oh, I'm ready to... Ah, I just want to attack you guys with love. Oh, I'm so, so honored to have this opportunity to speak to you guys. I know I get to give announcements every now and then, but I don't get to see your guys' beautiful faces. So I am, thank you for the privilege of just having your ear this morning. I've uh, known for about a month or so that I was going to speak. I've probably prepped like five sermons in my mind over the last month. Like, what should I share with this amazing church peoples? And I would, I would wake up in the middle of the night and kind of roll over and be like, oh, I should talk teach about being a daughter. That's a good one, God. Yeah. And then I'd like, you know, fall back asleep and snore. Um, So I always, (laughs) I've been, it's been on my mind and I've wanted to be very intentional about what to speak to you guys about today. So Jesse gave a good intro just to give you a little bit more about me. I'm 27 years old. I've been married to this lovely stud over here for six years. And um, I met God in a really powerful, powerful way when I was 15 years old. I had a radical encounter with him. And my life has been turned upside down since. Uh, I, I, my last two years of high school were, were quite different than my first two, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> after high school, I graduated and went up to Bethel. I did two years there. I got a firm foundation of just my core values and biblical truths that I wanted to live the rest of my life, um, walking in and following And then I came back down to Temecula after my second year, and I did a youth pastor internship, like a third-year off-site internship at a local church. And our youth group had like six people on a really good night. (laughs) It was awesome. We got to teach the kids what it was like to be in a safe place and how to hear God's voice. And it was a beautiful season of learning how to say yes to the few, rather like a big crowd like this. Um, It was really special. After that, I, um, Aaron and I got married, and I decided to go to pursue my education at the university. I really just wanted to go to Africa and, like, love on babies, but Aaron thought an education would be a good plan. And so I submitted myself to his love for education, and I went to community college. <laughs> and then about three and a half years ago, we moved out here to Orange County so that I could finish my undergrad at UCLA and so that Aaron could go to law school. So um, all that to say, about two years ago, we found presence and instantly made it our home. We love you guys and are committed to like, seeing this church thrive in every way possible. So you guys mean a lot to us. Um, some of my greatest passions in life are, kind of funny we hit on it today, are growth and development. I absolutely love personal growth. I have, I'm kind of addicted to it. I'm a growth junkie. Um, I really love the idea of going in, I know, don't laugh. <laughs> I love the idea of becoming who we're meant to be and that journey that we get to take to become more, more like Jesus. Um, so, side note, when I was, when I was studying at UCLA, I, I transferred into the university as a, um, a philosophy major because I like deep thought and I like to read Socrates and Plato. Um, and so I, I transferred as a philosophy major and then I remember looking at the different list of majors that they had available and they had one called Global Development Studies. And I remember like finding that major and being like, this is the one, like this is how I'm gonna change the world and change nations and like impact society. So I went and scheduled meetings with the dean of the school and of the program and they looked at me and they said, oh, sorry, you just don't have the right prereqs for this, for this major. 
And I thought, you are not going to stop me from taking the major of my dreams, you know. Long story short, couldn't take the major. And I remember, like, I had a really weak moment for, like, an hour. And I thought, I'm not going to change the world now. Like, (laughs) that's it. I'm not going to do it. Um, And then my husband and my dad quickly snapped me back into shape and said, like, you don't have to have a degree to change the world. Um, So anyways, long story short, I love growth. I love development. I like seeing people um, for who they can become and nations for what they can become and systems and structures for what they can become. And then I like seeing where they are now, where they could become, and then dreaming with God about, like, how do we get there? What do we have to do to get there? Um, but more than that, I also like the practicalities. If you know me, if you're my friend, one of my favorite questions is, what does that look like? <laughs> so we'll be talking, you know, my friends and I will be talking about ideas, and, and we get these, you know, revelations from God, and I'll say, but what does that look like? Like, how do we practically walk that out? So I'm a, I'm a what does it look like kind of person. I want to make practicalities um, come to life for you guys today. My goal today in speaking to you is to stir your hearts up um, for growth and development. I want to add value to your guys' life. And I want to take us from where we are now and the prophetic words that we have in the future. I kind of want to narrow that gap between where we are today and where we're going and what God has for us. Does that sound good? Okay, so I give you guys full permission to be loud, full permission to like jump up and down and run around. We're kind of charismatic over here, so you've got my permission to scream, to shout, to be excited about what God's doing today. Yeah, that's my girls. Okay, so let's pray real quick. I know I'm on a time crunch. I'm going to, okay, okay, we're going to make it work. Okay, all right, Jesus, we just love you, Papa. We're so grateful for the words you've spoken over our lives and the process that you bring us through, God. I ask that your Holy Spirit would go before me, that you would anoint my words to speak life and truth to the hearts of every person here today. We welcome you to just inspire us and to impact our lives today. Let us never be the same. Okay, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so how many of you have a burning conviction inside that you were born for significance? Anybody, anybody, anybody? Yes. Okay, if you don't know that, let's talk after. But you were born to change the world. You guys were born for significance. Each and every one of you has a specific calling on your lives to change someone and something, okay? It's a core value of the house. It's just, it's final. It's done deal. We're born to change the world. Um, But before I kind of talk about our significance, I want to lay this foundation of love, okay? So our significance has nothing to do with what what we do or our value, okay? Our our value rests in the love of God, okay? The foundation we have to lay on is God loves me because he's just a loving God and that's all he can do and because he died and paid a price for me, okay? So all of our significance rests on this idea on this idea that we are loved by God. My mom's coming today, I'm just going to say, so I thought I saw her. She's on her way for second service, so I'm looking out for Mama Bear. (laughs) But if you guys did nothing more than worshiped God for the rest of your life, like, you'd be fine. You, you would be fine because you're so loved and valued just because of who you are, not because of what you do. So I'm going to talk about what we do and our passions and our purposes, but know that the foundation of all of that is on love, okay? So you guys are valued and loved as who you are. Nothing's going to change that. 
got it, Allison? Okay, good. Just for you. Okay, what I love about prophetic cultures, and we've done a really good job here at Presence at building a prophetic culture, but what I love about them is that they help us to be re- reminded and to recognize the significance that we carry, right? We are gonna, we all have gotten prophetic words of like, you're gonna go to the nations, or you're gonna write a book one day, or you're meant to love the lonely, or, or to take care of the orphans and the widows. All of us have had these prophetic words, but what I've found in some seasons of my life is that these prophetic words have actually been a source of frustration for me because I'm getting you know I've had those big juicy words before I call them big and juicy all prophetic words are like equal in the eyes of God okay but there are some words there are some words that you hear that you're like that is something I'm gonna hold on to right like I've gotten a prophetic word that I would um, work in foreign nations and I would help like like developing urban places so I've gotten these words before And those are the ones that I hold on to, like, man, that's what I'm going to do. That's the significance I'm called to. Um, But right now, or, you know, a couple months ago, I just graduated college. How the heck am I going to go change the nations? So there was this frustration that I would would be processing and dealing with because I had no idea how to get from my now to what what God's called me to, right, or these big words that he's called me to. There's this big gap. So my goal today is to help us narrow that gap, to help us shorten it. Um, I really want... Yeah, I just, I'm, just, I'm just getting ahead of myself. I want to narrow that gap. So, <laughs> so when, I, when I graduated college, I went through what I call my quarter-life crisis. <laughs> and I had no clue what to do with my days. I had graduated from a great university, and I was, like, debating, do I go get my master's? Well, what am I going to study? Or do I go get a full-time job, ugh, what would I do? Um, do, I, do I go move to Africa? Oh, but Aaron's here, I can't. Um, so, so many, <laughs> so many, yeah, you know, it's always Aaron's fault. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to reconcile, what's next, God? I have no idea, and I couldn't hear his voice above the like loud noises of my own mind trying to figure out and problem solve what my next step was. I just couldn't hear him. Um, so I got really frustrated, and I think that's a really common place for a lot of us to be in. We, especially when you're a part of a prophetic culture, you're you're hearing these words of what's to come, and then there's like, well, well how do we get there? What does that pra- what does that look like to get there? Um, so I I kind of went on what I call cruise control and was like, well, I'm just gonna get a job and do something I know how to do. So I went and applied for a couple different jobs um, in the education system. I've done tutoring before. I was a preschool teacher before. So I went and applied for jobs for things I knew I was qualified for. I ended up getting a position as a tutor in Irvine. And as soon as that learning curve of, like, figuring out what my job description was and learning how to do it, I was bored beyond bored. I was was frustrated. I was like, get me out of here. This is not fun. Um, and I was just doing it because I knew I could. Have you guys ever been there before? Okay. You can keep talking. So I was frustrated. <laughs> and then one morning, I just said, Jesus, I need, I need you. I need a fresh word from heaven. I need to figure out what, what is going on and how to fix. Oh, there's my mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I could just cry. I love that woman so much. Hi, Mama Bear. <laughs> Love you. Okay. <laughs> She's the best. Actually, I'm going to give her a hug because I love her so much. 
If you don't know me, family is the most important thing in my life. I would give anything for this woman here, for my sisters, for my brother. Ugh, they're the world to me. Okay, sorry for that beautiful interruption. <laughs> okay, so I was spending time with the Lord. I'm like, God, I need a fresh word. I need to know like how to get out of this place of frustration and disappointment and discouragement. So he had me flip to Psalm 32, and why don't you guys go there with me if you have your Bible. Psalm 32. This is a psalm written by David. David wrote this psalm soon after he seduced Bathsheba. Yep, and then killed her husband because he got her pregnant. It was a, a low moment for David. Psalm 32. It was a low moment. So this psalm, um, after, after David really experienced the forgiveness of God, uh, he wrote this psalm, and parts 8 and 9, verse 8 and 9, are his kind of instruction that he heard from the Lord. And this is what the Lord told David. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. So David said, I hear the Lord saying... I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. This is the best part. He said, so don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. Uh, and that, okay, I read that and was like, this verse was just for me. <laughs> God, you put it in here just for me. Uh, my, my, if you know the Carr family, that's my maiden name, we are the most stubborn people that this world has ever seen. <laughs> stubborn in a good way. My mom's turned it for good, but my dad was a stubborn man. My sisters are stubborn. My brother's stubborn. Ask Aaron. We're pretty stubborn. And uh, I, I am realizing here that I've been pretty stubborn with the Lord, and I've not really allowed him to lead me in places I've never been before. Um, so another version of this, verse 9, it says, Don't be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and harness, or they will not come to you. So when I lived in Reading, I had a, a spiritual papa and I, we would go horseback riding just about every other weekend. And we'd go in the, in the woods and, and just go on these awesome rides until the moon and the stars would come out. I mean, it was like a highlight of my time living up there. I love horses and riding. And every now and then we would take the horses on these new trails that they've never been on before. And the horses, my horse in particular, Buttercup, she was quite stubborn too. But Buttercup would get to this trail, this new trail, and she would see like a, a, a new rock in the way, or she would see like a fallen tree branch in the way. That, and it would kind of like, it would spook her a little bit, and her first natural instinct would be to turn around and go back from where she came from. She'd want to go back home because that was safe and that's what she knew. But me, being the rider and being the adventurous one that I am, was like, oh, buttercup. You know, I'd pull the reins and I'd say, come this way and, you know, kick her as much as I could to try to get her to move forward because I could see what lied beyond the unfamiliar. I could see that we were going somewhere that was fun, that had lots of trees, and that was beautiful, and it was my desire to take her to this new place. And I had to guide her and I had to lead her because I knew she'd be safe. The horse followed me, because I made, I made it happen. But um, it's just an interesting correlation, right? That sometimes we, God asks us to go to these new places that we've never been to before. And our first instinct is, ah, I've not been there. What does that look like? How do I do that? Uh, and so 
it's interesting in this passage we have God telling us like just don't make it difficult don't be stubborn just go with me come with me but it requires a partnership right he's not going to just tug us and like strangle us until we go where he wants us to go we've got to go with him we've got to take a step and walk with him Okay, so I read that verse, and I quickly repented for any and every horse-like behavior that I had, for the stubbornness that I carried, and I just said, okay, God, I'm going to go with you, and instantly, Holy Spirit breathed life into my spirit, and was like, all right, let's do this, girl. Let's go. Amazing. Excuse me. So he set this new standard in my heart, and the standard is this. You guys can have it. It's, I have to go where I've not been before. Okay, I can't go back to what I know. I can't go back to what's familiar or what's easy. I have to go where I've not yet been. Ugh. Okay, so anyways, I'm, okay, so keep in mind, I have this tutoring job. I'm like, oh, I don't even know what it looks like to move forward or go, where, where do I go? I've never been there. How do I know? My promise was that God's, um, that his kindness would lead me forth, that he was instructing me and guiding me along the way. So I ended up like starting a job search. And I looked and I looked and I looked. And actually, before the job search, I went through all of my prophetic words. And I remember looking through them and just, like, looking for themes that I could find in the words. Like, God, what, what have you spoken over me? He spoke things over me like um, I'd be working in the nations or I'd be working with children. Um, he spoke things like you're going to be influencing systems and structures in government. And I had, how the heck do all those come together? So I saw that I familiarized myself with what he's called me to. And then I started my job hunt. <laughs> and I applied to anything and everything that had anything to do with those few themes. Okay, so I applied to like, I had another word about nonprofit stuff. So I applied to every nonprofit that I could find on Indeed.com. Um, I applied to Salvation Army. I applied to like behavioral specialist jobs because that has to do with children, right? <laughs> so <laughs> then I found this one job called International Adoption Coordinator. It was by a Christian organization called Nightlight Christian Adoptions. Um, and I saw it and I just thought, oh, international. Oh, adoption. That's children. Let me apply. It was really funny. So I applied. Uh, I did not meet any of the qualifications that the job had. They wanted a, a bachelor's and hopefully a master's. I did not have a master's. And they wanted two years of, of experience in the social work field, and I had none. I'm like, does teaching count? I don't know. It's like social work, right? <laughs> no idea. So I applied, and like, honestly, I didn't expect anything of it. I'm like, well, I'm just going to be diligent and apply. So I applied. Long story short, like two months later, I ended up getting the job incredible. Um, and I didn't realize, yeah, thank you. I didn't realize God's hand on it until I look back, you know, but I now, not to brag, I now work for an adoption agency as a country program coordinator, manager. So I oversee our Columbia adoption program, which means that I'm communicating, I'm the liaison between families and children who have no homes. And I get to be the one to help put them into families and help get their paperwork done and get all of their research and everything done that they need for the government of, the, of America and for the government of Colombia to approve the adoption. So it's, a, it's amazing. And now looking back, I can see God's hand. This, okay, adoption was never a prophetic word I got, Right? Nothing that I'm doing right now is like a prophetic word that I heard from God. But I can see 
the puzzle pieces are coming together, and I can see how he's grooming me through this position to take me somewhere where I've not yet been before. I'm somewhere I've not been before right now, and the learning curve is the steepest curve I've ever been a part of, but he's getting me ready for something that's to come. And it's so beautiful how he does that. Anyways, I was underqualified, got the job. It was a total miracle. Um, I told my boss for like the first six months, like, thanks for taking a chance on me. <laughs> it's really cool. He's like, our pleasure. Okay, so I am convinced, church, you beautiful people, that if we want to walk out the fullness of what God's called us to, it's going to require us to go where we've never been before. Like, we just can't go back. We can't get complacent. We can't go um, get away from this idea of pursuing new territories. Okay, so our destinies actually rely on it. Um, But I'm also convinced that if we want to go where we've never been before, we actually have to think differently than we've ever thought before. Okay, I had to have the Lord tell me, don't be a stubborn horse. Follow me, follow me, okay? So our thoughts have to change. They have to change. This is why renewing of our minds is so important and so vital. So what does that look like, right? How do we renew our minds? Love you, girls. How do we renew our minds? How do we change our thoughts so that we can go into places we've never been before? Okay, the goal would be that we all get to a place where we're so renewed and so excited about God that we don't have to just, like, force ourselves to choose faith, or force ourselves to take risk. We actually are wired and wanting to take risks. So when we see things that are scary, we're like, yes, I want to go there. You know, we're not like, oh, okay, God says we need to. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a stubborn horse. But we're like, yes, take me to the new places I've never been before. That would be the goal, right? That it's so naturally ingrained in our hearts that it's our 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 automatic instinct, like, like Buttercup's instinct was to go home, let our instinct be go, to, go after the scary things, go after our destiny, go after our futures in ways that like, oh, it's just natural. Okay, so I'm going to teach you how to do that, okay? Everybody put your hand on your head. This is what I do with the kids. Say head, pay attention, heart, receive, mind, you got this, okay? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so good. Okay, so I'm going to geek out for a minute and talk to you a little bit about our brains and how amazing our brains are. You're going to like this because it's kind of like Caroline Leaf. Okay, so in our brains, we have these things called neural pathways. Okay, everybody say neural pathways. Okay, neural pathways actually occupy. Caroline Leaf will say mental real estate. They're actual, it's a tangible thing in our brains. It's not like a theory or a concept, but it's it's like a finger or a toe or a shoulder. It's something that exists up here in our brains. So these neural pathways, they're real. And let me tell you what they are. They're links between neurons that allow the brain to control body functions and thinking processes. Okay, so these neural pathways are created in the brain through habits and behaviors. Okay, so when brain cells communicate frequently, I'm reading just because this is scientific. I'll tell you the quotes or who said it later if you want to know. When brain cells communicate frequently, the connections between the neurons are strengthened and the messages then can travel that same pathway in the brain over and over again and they begin to transmit faster and faster, okay? So with enough repetition, these thoughts or thought patterns become automatic, 
Okay? So, like when you're learning how to read, how many of you have ever taught somebody how to read? It is hard work. Okay, so you have to first, there are steps to teaching people how to read. You had to learn these steps when you were growing up, too. I was a preschool teacher, so you list out all the letters of the alphabet, and you have to teach not the name of the letter, but the sound of the letter, the way it's pronounced, okay? So A, you want the kids not to know it's A. You want them to know it sounds like ah, okay? Or B, it sounds like buh. So the kids, if through enough repetition, they see a B and they think buh, okay? Or they see a C and they think kuh. So fascinating. So once they get that down through enough repetition, that neural pathway in their brain is being created and it's being strengthened the more and more they see it. So then we go from letters to we start blending sounds, okay? So we have CH. We show the kids CH and they think CH. ST and they think ST. You guys are learning right now. I love this. <laughs> um, and so then, they, then after enough repetition, their neural pathways are strengthened, and they see CH, and they think, oh, chuh, oh, buh, or whatever. You know, they get it down. So after they learn that, then you start teaching them three-letter words, four-letter words, and on and on until the kids are reading full sentences, okay? That's the way the brain is, is wired to be, to be working, okay? It's amazing. The repetition is what helps us create and strengthen those neural pathways so things just become automatic. It's the same when learning how to ride a bike or how to throw a ball. Try to throw a ball with your left hand, and it's like, oh, I look crazy, you know, but I've done it so much with my right hand, it feels natural to me. So that's the way we learn new things. It's through repetition. Okay, but not only do neural pathways form for things like skills or behaviors, but they form for thought patterns, Okay, so the ways in which you think, whether you know it or not, you're actually creating highways in your brain that are either traveled on often or rarely. Okay, fascinating. You guys following? Okay, perfect. So our brains are wired to think in um, whatever (laughs) they like to use. It's funny. Our brains like to use the least amount of energy call them lazy, but they're not. They're, they're amazing. But they're going to use the highways that are, that are strengthened and that are used most often, most automatically, okay? So we, this is where it gets exciting, okay? We have the ability, God has created our brains to be worked in such a way, right? We have the ability through discipline and intentionality to create the neural pathways that get us to be the person that's like, risk, yes, New places, yes, I'm not afraid. Okay, we get to create that sense of response because we're so empowered by the ways our brains work. It's fascinating. Okay, so in that moment, yay, so exciting. (laughs) It's working. You know when you prep sermons, you're like, I don't know if this is going to make any sense. I think it does. Okay. So my old, okay, I had this old neural pathway in my brain, call it that if you will. And the old mindset and the old thinking patterns was have these prophetic words and somehow God's just going to make it happen. He's just going to make it happen. I'm going to stumble into it one day and it's just magically going to happen. I don't know how, but it will. That was my old mindset. Like, he's got it. He'll take care of it. And partially that's true, right? He's got our backs and we're never going to miss it. We're not going to miss it. Okay. But I'm not convinced that that bears lots of fruit. I'm just not. So I had to create and strengthen a new neural pathway in my brain in this moment. This was before I started applying for the jobs. And this new pathway, it sounds like this. I love process. I love the process. I love the process. I'm not afraid of the process. I don't have to have 
My destiny happened right here and right now, and it doesn't have to look the way I think it is. I love process, okay? I love putting my boots on and walking through mud and going after it with intentionality so that my dreams and God's dreams can come true for my life. Okay, so yay. that's important because this, oh man, I want you guys to focus on your today, okay? It's too much in our brains. There's too much stress. There's too much striving when we think too far down the road. Like we, my, my mind just starts a going places it should not be going and I start thinking how am I going to make this happen and will I have the finances to make up for it and blah 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 don't think about tomorrow the Bible says in Matthew 6 34 like refuse to worry about tomorrow okay it has enough worries for itself but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time okay so one of my heroes in this world his name's John Maxwell he says Oh, he says, make today your masterpiece. Okay, make today your masterpiece. And we do that. Ugh, we do that. <laughs> Put it on the wall. Oh, another wall. Yeah, make today your masterpiece. And we do that by today strengthening our neural pathways to think a certain way, to walk in intentionality with everything we do, right? So that when, when, when the job comes or when our destiny or purposes or prophetic word comes, we're not going to miss it. We've been preparing ourselves for it. We've been stewarding our gifts and our talents and our abilities for it, and we're ready. Um, oh, there's another quote from John Maxwell. He says, dreams often come one size too big so that we can grow into them, which is so true, right? Come on. That's awesome. Dreams often come one size too big so that we can grow into them. And if you're going to grow, you have to be intentional, okay? We have to be intentional with today. We don't have to worry about tomorrow, but with today. So what I did, I'm just, I'm wrapping up shortly. But what I did, I want to show you some practicals of what I did to help build some new neural, neural pathways. Because um, what does that look like, Right? And for everyone, it may look, it just may look different. You guys don't have to look like me. You have full permission to look like you. You're wired uniquely and wonderfully to, um, to cause growth and, and whatnot in different ways than me. So this is no pressure, but this is what worked for me. I am a high achiever. It is one of my top five strengths. I love crossing off things on my checklist. Who here gets satisfaction from crossing things off? It's a good feeling, huh, Nicole? <laughs> my mom growing up, she would create little checklists of my, of my chores, and I would just like scribble the heck out of things that I finished. It was so fulfilling. But what I did is, okay, I realized, I sat with God for a while, and I, I know, just like that. I sat with God, and I thought, who do I want to be? What do I want to be known for? What matters to me? Um, what prophetic words are spoken over my life? Like, where are you leading me and guiding me? And from that, I created some values that I want to walk in every day. And then every month, and then every week. Okay? So, I want to be someone that walks in joy. Always. Okay? So, so what, I, what I wrote, I create, I create these daily, weekly, and monthly goal lists. It's a lot. I know. You don't have to. I'm a nerd, total nerd. You don't have to be like me, okay? But because I want to be someone that walks in joy, one of my goals every day is to wake up in a great mood. Right? Come on. 
I get to choose to wake up in a good mood or not. That whole, like, did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? That's baloney. You get to choose. You're powerful. Okay? Another way I choose and have intentionally chosen personal growth, because I want to be someone full of joy, (laughs) no joke, it says, get in a good laugh. Right? I want to be known for joy. So every day I intentionally set my mind to getting in a good laugh. Now sometimes that looks like watching cat videos with my husband late at night. Or sometimes that looks like watching Jimmy Fallon because he was born on this planet to create joy. Right? Okay. That was one of... (laughs) So those are some examples of, of my core value of being a person walking in joy. There are other things I want to be known for. I want to be known for someone that loves God. Okay, that's really valuable to me. So every day I have on my goals list that I read scripture. It could just be one verse, but it's something. Um, Every day I have on here that I talk to Papa. And I have it on here just to reinforce these neural pathways. So every night I can like, yes, I talk to Papa. Every every day I have on here that I want to um, speak daily declarations over myself. And I cross that off every day when I do that. Um, Oh, I want to pray with Aaron every day, and so I've added that on here too. Another thing I want to be known for, oh, is someone who walks in love. Like, love is the most important thing in my life. It is what I will be known for. Um, It is something that God spoke over me. He said, your purpose in life is to see how far love will take you. And that's it. That's all that matters to me is that I get to walk in love and that people feel loved when they're around me. So my... My end purpose, and you guys can have this because it's a stinking good purpose, right? Like, to see how far love will take you, nothing else matters. But I can do that by, so this is how I make it practical, right? Here's this big idea, this big theory or concept or whatever, someone I want to be known by. What does that look like? It looks like every day I do one act of love. And most often that was doing dishes for my husband, Because that's hard for me (laughs) when I just want to come home and put my feet up. And Aaron's like, it would speak so much love to me if you washed that dish. (laughs) All right. I'll wash that dish (laughs) because I love you. There's my one act of love. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) I'm done for the day. (laughs) No. So good. Um, But that, that's just fun. Okay, other things in here. I want to arrive early to meetings. I want to not do social media before bed or when I wake up in the morning. I want to to be known for being healthy too, so I want to take a shot of apple cider vinegar every day. I mean, oh, so it's just, I mean, (laughs) you you can do it as you will or write it however you want, but this was how I had to make my big dreams and goals in life practical and how I had that I can make today a masterpiece. By following that, by following the, fo- the promptings of the Holy Spirit, I can do that, okay? I don't know how I can change cultures or nations or society, but I know how to do that. Oh, it's good. Okay, I'm, I'm wrapping up. I love you guys. Yes, you, you can take these, make your own. Well, if you want, I don't know. I don't want to give my... I don't want to get my material out. Make your own goals. No. <laughs> yes, please do. This would actually be, I would encourage everybody to do this because honestly, I don't need it anymore. I used it for like three months intensively. I mean, and I got rainbow colors out. It was really fun and visual. This thing looked like a mess by the end of the week, didn't it, hun? We laid it on the fridge and Aaron's like, I want to do that. So he would, he would steal some of my one acts of love, 
like, oh, honey, it would mean so much if you cooked for me tonight. No. <laughs> it would communicate love to a whole new level. No. Um, but yes, you can definitely do this. But this is what it's doing. It's creating and strengthening a new neural pathway in your brain, okay? It's getting you, if you want to be someone that is known for love, this is how you strengthen that neural pathway is you intentionally set out every day to do something for love, okay? It's awesome. Okay, this is what I know. I don't know the purposes for all of your lives. I don't want to prophesy over all of you. I don't know that, but here's what I do know. One, your purpose has everything to do with intimacy with God, Okay, so every day you can be intentional about your intimacy with him. Figure out how to do that, what works best for you, whether it's soaking, whether it's driving and worshiping, whatever. Be intentional about that every single day. Number two, your purpose has everything to do with the relationship with others. Okay, your relationship with people, you're not going to go anywhere on your own. I'm just going to break it to you. I thought I could. I really did. I thought I I don't need anybody. I got this. And then I met presence, and was like, oh, my God, I need so many people in my life. (laughs) Just me and my mom and my husband, that's all I need, and I'm good. And then I meet you guys and realize I need people. So what are you doing every day to cultivate relationships, okay? For, For a season, I had to learn how to be direct. I hate being direct. It's so scary for me. But I had to learn what it's like to confront and to be direct. And I took daily steps towards that goal, Okay, and now it's not so scary for me. So that's one thing. Number three, I know that your purposes have everything to do with love. Okay, so what are you doing for love today? We, Aaron and I, led a Take Five group. And we started our first, our first meeting with the question of, do you guys have any testimonies? What testimonies do you want to share? What happened during your week? And it, I noticed it. I love testimonies. I love praying for the sick. I love seeing miracles. But it created this, like, if I don't have a testimony, I have nothing good to share, you know? And so I switched the question come week two, and I asked everybody, what did you do for love this week? And everybody always had an answer. Always. It was so cool. So this one gentleman, he said, oh, man, I stayed and took care of my mom who was sick so that my sister could go out with her friends. And I thought, that is so loving. You did something for love. That's awesome. So, I, so what are you guys doing for love every day? Be intentional about how you're loving, okay? And then the last thing I know is that your purposes will require you to grow, okay? So how are you being intentional about growing? John Maxwell also says, like, focus on two to four things uh, at a time for growing. Like, don't try to grow in every area of life. That's overwhelming and hard. But focus on two things. So for a season, my focus on personal growth was I'm going to be direct, and I'm going to work on my leadership. So I took on the position with the kids team, and I got to learn how to do confrontation. And it was really scary. And that was, that was all I needed at that time to feel like I was succeeding in personal growth, like I was going after something. And I know that come 20 years when I'm changing nations and I'm changing governments and whatnot, I'll look back and say, that's where I learned how to be direct. It's when I chose on that one day to have that conversation and to go after it. So just in conclusion, like, I don't, I don't know what your purposes are going to require of you, but if we go after these four areas of life every single day and get intentional with it, we will be the people who are not afraid, not afraid to go where we've never been before. 
okay? And that's my heart for you guys. I want to add value to you. I want you to go where you've never been before, and I want you to do it by making today your masterpiece because that's something we can do. All right, all right, let me just pray for us real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, everybody stand up, please. Thank you, stretch those legs, yeah. All right, hands on our heart, yay. Father, we just ask that you would teach us <laughs> what it looks like to win in growth this season. That you would teach us how to cultivate relationships on a day-to-day basis. That we would learn how to walk in intimacy with you on a day-to-day basis. And that we would know uh, what it looks like to love really well every single day. Would you just um, help us to sharpen and strengthen and create new neural pathways so that we can walk in a level of intentionality that our destinies and our purposes are calling us to. Just empower these people, God, to, to be stirred up to be motivated, and to be excited about getting closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. Well, she will be available to pray for you if you need some upgrades. Um, I was telling Jess, like, I want to do that. I want to I want to have a little checkoff list, a checkoff list every more every evening. How many of you guys think you might do that? You just raise your hand, right? So, and, all right. I want to challenge you. All right, we're gonna ask next week if you did it. All right, all right. Well, hey, let's let's go ahead and close. It's been awesome having her and uh, Brandon Hampton, his team. Uh, can we get our prayer team come on up here? Remember, Christmas uh, on the twenty third is at what time? Ten a.m. Great, you guys are winning. All right. Uh, anything else? Awesome. Have a great weekend, you guys. We'll see you next week. If you need prayer at all for anything, come on up. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church. 